What is up, everybody? It is Tuesday night. Welcome back to the one, the only Orion podcast. What is up, everybody? It's good to see you. My name is Chad Brock. Um, happy to have you back here at another fabulous night for the Orion Podcast. We've got an interesting guest tonight. Um, a guy who's like, I'm gonna say he's on his second, he's on his second career path at this point, maybe third, who knows? But uh really great friend of mine. I'm excited to have him here. I don't know where this thing's gonna go. Could get wild, could be. Could, we could keep it together. You just never know what's going to happen with us. But uh, without further ado, my good friend, Mr. Marcus Scrubs. What's up, Chad? What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I, I misplaced my button. I was going to give you like the proper Orion podcast welcome, but it's no. somewhere in this office, and it's obviously it's destroyed at the moment. So, but. Yeah, dude, this is like long overdue. We had you on the Doc Talk after the uh, after the big championship event down at the Kentucky Lakes. Um, shout out to the to the damn brew house, our people oh, down yeah. there in beautiful Benton, Fine Kentucky. Establishment. Fine establishment. <laughs> they're having a uh, they're having a thirties uh, uh, prohibition night um, down at the damn brew house. So if you're in the Benton, Kentucky area, go over there and check that out. Put your costume on. Go over there and enjoy some uh some good food some good times um, yeah so dude like what have you been up to it's been like i haven't seen you since we're gonna call it the incident that was jason Cassidy's <laughs> um reception we had yeah. a time it was yeah. a good time we're gonna call it the incident yeah i barely remember any of it so mm. definitely an incident couldn't tell you why <laughs> yeah um that was definitely a good time been a while been a while since i got to let loose so after a yeah man good year of tournament we tore it session, up, we tore it up. So. Tore it tore it <laughs> you just uh you just got back in from doing a little practice for some upcoming events and uh mm -hmm. you know you looking forward to that one everything looked good Whew. uh it didn't go super well when i was there but i mean we still got a few weeks and a lot of weather to to make things happen so i'm confident if it doesn't get crazy cold and it doesn't look like it's going to that things will happen but i got one spot and if it doesn't happen there then i'm kind of screwed so hopefully it happens yeah. I, I mean there's, there's plenty of stuff around but there's also a lot of there's a lot of people so 
Yeah, and uh, definitely in the area where you're headed, I, th- I think there's a ton of people. But yeah, but uh, before we jump into that barrel of fun that is the mm-hmm. kayak tournament world, this ain't your first. This ain't your first rodeo. You were a PBR before you were a PKA. If we so oh. <laughs> so to speak. Uh, yeah. So for those, let's kind of backstory this a little bit. Let's talk about the pro bike career, man. Like you were there. Take us back to that and how how did you go from the you know riding pro BMX traveling traveling the world really and yeah. to like the outdoors and kayak fishing and all that how did how did this happen? It's kind of definitely weird. I never thought it would have happened. I don't know, but uh, you know, as a kid, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, so I definitely fished some farm ponds and did all that outdoorsy stuff, you know, but. When I was riding bikes, it was more city-oriented, of course. So when I was traveling, we were going to a lot of downtowns and all that kind of stuff to ride rails and stairs and all that kind of stuff. So um, I don't know. Uh, once once I was kind of over with, I, I just – it just happened. I don't know. Uh, I was out in Portland for a while in Oregon and then stayed in Austin – and I had my dad sending me photos of five, four and five pound bass from this pond that I grew up fishing with him. So I was kind of getting the itch. So when I got back into town, first thing we did was go fishing and it was frog season. So I caught a couple of fish on a frog, like right when I got back and that just, man, definitely fueled the fire. So I started buying setups and started walking around different ponds in like in Louisville. Just the city ponds, there's all kinds of them. There's a, I mean, you drive around down there in, in the, um, the suburban areas of Louisville and, and, you know, kind of along the Ohio river. And, and there is, mm-hmm. there is plenty of spots to jump in and wet a line if a feller needs to. Dude, so um, many. Yeah. I mean, gosh, there's, there's just the ponds around the trails and then <clears throat> There's mm-hmm. there's a few sloughs here and there that some feeder creeks that you can get into. Uh, yeah. Legendary Floyd's Fork. I mean, we can say it because I mean it ain't like people around the area don't know. <laughs> right, dude. I'll go there in the middle of winter and catch nice fifteen inch smallmouth in a puddle. You know. So, yeah, it's uh... can't beat that, and that you know, it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'd like. I did all that and tried to just figure out how I was going to get out a little deeper. And first thing I did was buy a set of waders <laughs> and tried walking out, you know, as far as I could in these ponds and fish. And then I realized I was kind of stupid because I was just sinking in mud. <laughs> Hard to fish when you're in a foot of mud. So I got a, I got a float tube and I fished out of that a couple of times and realized I was kind of stupid too. But I did catch, dude, I caught like a three and a half pounder on that thing, and it was awesome. But, uh, yeah, I bought an Ascend off of Craigslist for a couple hundred bucks and just upgraded from there until I found the Yak Freaks. Mm-hmm. What was that, 2016, I think? Whenever yeah, I fished been... the first tournament with, with y'all on Tucker Lake. No, I think, yeah, we had one We had one full season, got one full season under our belt, and 
Um, yeah, the, this was the second season, you know, we started seeing, uh, seeing guys like yourself show up. Um, mm-hmm. for those of you guys that don't know, I met this dude that like midnight on Instagram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of them stories where it's just like, Hey, you like fishing? Yeah, me too. Okay. Let's be best friends. And yeah, yeah that, that's, gosh, that's how Harry McFally in this stuff. one. I took my yeah. rods and reels and spread them out and took a picture and it's like, dude, I'm ready to go. Yeah. It's fish's turn. Shows up, shows up, <laughs> fishes, does good, never looks back. Dude, it was, it, I, dude, if you'd have told me that day or, you know, just any time around then that it'd be like it is now, like, whew, no way I'd have believed you. Uh, no way I thought that I'd be driving down to Alabama and Tennessee seven or eight times a year to, fish tournaments and stuff out of a kayak it's crazy yeah i mean it was it was a <laughs> humble start i mean yeah. shoot dude everybody i mean it was simple it was very very simple very um, simple our, in that our regard were colored string on our measuring boards yeah colored string on the measuring board hog trough didn't lie back then um <laughs> it was uh it was way simpler i mean yeah do you do you miss that side of it? Do you miss the side of it that was like just hanging hanging with the boys and and doing the local stuff and just everybody throwing in cash money at the ramp and you know show up fish. That was that. Yeah, dude. I mean that's fun for sure, but I definitely like fishing some bigger stuff now. You know, like it definitely gets me going to fish these huge lakes that you know you you have a good chance at these monster bass or just like hard lakes that, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be good to find a limit. You know, I like that mm-hmm. too. When it's, yeah, when the top and, 10 are the only ones that get a limit. You know, I do like that. And too. you've grown a lot through kayak fishing. I mean, we're talking, mm-hmm. so your first tournament was obviously Tucker. Like you, you pounded the pavement around here um, yeah. for, for several good years before you took a, uh, took the leap of faith i think it was last year and really went big time into some other stuff um mm-hmm. how much of i mean indiana stuff there's that's not a lie no everybody knows that's why nobody wants to come here it's tough um yeah how do you feel that that got you ready for for what you see down south and how do you feel like that's give you the ability to just really grind through and and be the tournament fisherman that you are today I feel like if I could grind out a limit in some of these lakes in Indiana, then it's super easy in some of these awesome lakes in Tennessee or Kentucky, you know, uh, it's, it's so tough in Indiana and there's so many tournaments I fish where there's only one or two limits out of the whole field, you know, in Indiana. So I got a lot more confidence when I go down to Tennessee and I see a little bit of grass somewhere and I can find a school of fish. I never fished schools in indiana <laughs> you know, like, no. and then uh, i've sat in one spot several times in tennessee and caught them all day i never had that happen right. and it, you know i fish different too so maybe it would happen now if i went somewhere but it's definitely I, i'm i'm happy i have that background of learning in indiana southern indiana in particular i guess Right, and your your real upbringing into this whole thing is is really 
I'm going to, I'm going to say it and then you can elaborate on it. You can put in at a, at a lake with no depth finder and stand a good chance against anybody, anywhere, anytime. And here, here's why I truly believe that you're going to make probably more cast in an hour than some people will possibly make in four. I think so. I've definitely witnessed people just chill for a minute where I'm making 50 casts while they're taking a drink or whatever, eating a sandwich. Mm -hmm. I may, it may not be the best for my body, but there's times where I'm not worried about eating or drinking anything. I'm just casting, but I don't know without a depth finder for sure. Like just beat the crap out of the bank. You know that I do like the, that style for sure. And, and that style is also, as you've learned and as you've grown, and it's been, this is, I mean, it's been fun um, to watch this evolution play out here the last few years because you've really went from that mentality of I'll beat you by making more cast and fish in more area to a more calculated approach. Yeah, I think so. Um, <clears throat> it definitely helps having more range with the pedals you know back back when i was paddling all the time it was just beat the bank and stay close to the ramp because couldn't get much further you know the times where you make little runs but you know mile mile or two in a paddle boat it's about about max you know Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. with the pedals it definitely has increased the water i've covered and it took a while to figure out that I could fish shallow and not be on the bank. You know, there's plenty of humps and shallow areas out off the bank, you know, and it took a while to figure that out. You you threw this theory on me the other day. I want you to tell everybody at home, just kind of like how you, how, how it was said to you and how you kind of view it now, as far as what's considered deep water and, and then thinking about what shallow water is. Oh, yeah. I definitely saw something where, you know, I, yeah, I've always thought anything deeper than eight or 10 feet is pretty crazy deep, you know. But that's only your kayak is only 12 foot long. So that's not very, when you think about that, it's not very deep, you know, if you turned it vertical. So yeah. 20 feet really ain't that much deeper than that. 25, you know, ain't too much more than that. So I definitely have a little bit more confidence. And, you know, having, slightly better electronics than I used to have too. And I can see things that I haven't been able to see. It's helped me have some confidence to drop down on some fish and catch them. I haven't caught any big fish doing it, but I've been able to catch fish and have a good time just seeing them on the graph and 20 or 30 feet. Yeah. I, mean, I caught a huge carp the other day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought I got for picture. sure it was going to be a monster smallmouth, but no. <laughs> so, I mean, you've really, you have, I mean, you've adapted and do you, as that confidence grows up, what do you think that next, that next step in your growth as a, as a kayak angler, where do you feel like you're going from here? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Just continue to learn this little bit deeper water and figure out how to catch fish in different conditions. I suck in the wintertime really, you know. That transition from winter to spring, I I do really bad. So I'd like to mm-hmm. figure that out. And I think 
you know, figuring out my electronics will help out a lot. I'll eventually get live scope, but I'm not super worried about it until I can figure out down imaging and side scan and stuff. You know, it'd be kind of stupid to get live scope when I don't know how to use that stuff very well. Yeah, I mean, but you're like I said, you're learning and you're you're mm-hmm. you're mapping more, I think, um, than I've totally. ever seen you do. Yeah. Um, which is which is key. I mean, a map, I think most people tell you, you know, just like we come back from Kentucky Lake or Dale Hollow or whatever, having that map to find those channels and corridors where those fish are going to be traveling is so huge. Yeah, I definitely want to end up getting a couple of the the cards or whatever the the lake view or whatever they are for Garmin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Um, as far as your, as far as, you know, we're talking about all the changes and and the different things like that. Um, what do you think? I mean, like, you look at where we started. Let's 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 be honest. It was, it felt like it was, maybe a different group of people. Like, oh yeah. What do you think kayak fishing looks like now compared to what it looked like then and, and how much changed and how just how people act and how different it's gotten? I mean, I'll tell you, like a couple of the first tournaments I went to where I didn't know anybody were, it was definitely weird. I I tried to say hi to a couple of people a couple of times and they were just kind of like looking at me weird. So that kind of sucked. I never liked that. Um, I've made more friends the last couple of years fishing in Kentucky and Tennessee than I ever really did, you know, going up and fishing some of that Northern Indiana stuff and some of that stuff. I Now it might be different, but you know, when I first started out, it was definitely, I felt weird for sure, but it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's... I like, I, I, I like it a lot. I, it seems like there's more camaraderie now maybe than there used to be. I think maybe more mm-hmm. people are more, sketched out maybe about people i don't know it was definitely weird when i first started maybe i was just weird i don't know but i definitely just want to be friends with people i just try to say hi to a big group of people i was walking past and they kind of looked at me like i was weird so i just kind of whoops <laughs> mustache <laughs> intimidation man it's mustache yeah, intimidation. It, it, it must have been dude but so our our You've kind of, we're, I'm going all over the place, but it's okay because I don't care. It's, um, it's okay. One of the one of our buddies um, that you recently got to spend some time with, Mr. Wyatt Guard, he says there that you, he, he's a fellow mustache wearer now. So Marcus inspired Uh-oh. Wyatt to the point where Wyatt went home and shaved off his beard and become a fellow, fellow fire department um, employee <laughs> in the Gr- Grubbs FD. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he thinks that you possibly rock a pink huffy around the streets of Louisville. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. No huffies. I'd ride a pink bike, but not a huffy. Uh, Joe Gentry says that someone told him Seth Spider <laughs> lookalike was on tonight. That's oh, that is 110 percent accurate. If I had the picture in Dude. my phone still, I would actually throw that up on the screen. I need that picture. Um, I know, he also what? I've, I've looked like this since like. A few years before I knew who Seth Fighter was, so yeah, yeah, it just it was, hmm. just happened to be a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Crossing says two <laughs> living legends. We ain't seen either one of them yet, but we're trying. 
Dang, dude, I miss I miss Brian. Yeah, we used to have this friend named Brian and this friend named Kyle. <laughs> dude, my first memory of Brian, we were at uh, Starve Hollow, and he mm -hmm. shows up and he's got the biggest boat I've ever seen in my life. I don't remember what it was. It was just was it a big rig or what? It was just no. Huge. He was he was he was doing the uh, he was doing the old uh, elliptical. He was using the Hobie, I think, at that time. Was he? Yeah, I remember just yeah it being a monster. But I mean, yeah, he he was, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, um, it was Brant. We had Star Hollow, we had Delaney Park, and I went with Levi and um, Andrew, and we went over to mm -hmm. um, Delaney Park. And you, I think to, I, I fished, I think I fished Delaney. You may have, and I don't remember. Place was there too, uh, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Sure Kyle I got stuck. I got stuck on a on a on a tree, and Kyle had to ram me off the tree with his guy. Yeah, back there in the stickups. I remember that. Yeah, I was, I was in your cruise. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Cruise is still downstairs. If you ever decide you want to, you know, relive that memory. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to Star Hall. Let me use your cruise. Let's you use the cruise. It's the only <laughs> boat you ever turned over. Yeah, it is. Damn it. I mean, um, I only lost like uh, I think like a thing of plastics. That's all I lost that day. That's the only boat I've ever fell out of. Well, in your defense, I mean, you did run and try to jump, and the boat was, was literally three feet from the bank. That's being pretty you, cocky. You, you landed in the boat. <laughs> you had it for a minute. Into, I ran into you. Yeah, I remember. And then as I was turning around, that's what got me. The current and that was me. Yeah. That was that was actually one of your first big travel trips um, that you would yeah. take, and we went to. You had won the uh, you'd won our angler of the year, and the the winnings was a free trip to the old river bassin. Man, yeah. So you got to go up to the uh, the old river bassin in Bristol. Still, With probably one Polk. of the hey, Kyle Scooter. Kyle. He uh, Kyle. <laughs> I think Kyle. we should say a prayer for Kyle. Whatever happened to Kyle, nobody knows. Um, if he popped up in the in the messages right now or the chat right now, I'd poop my pants. Yeah, Kyle. Hey, that's that's part of fishing, wouldn't you say? I mean, oh, man. you see a lot of guys, especially especially since 2020, you see a lot of guys that got super excited about fishing, but now it's kind of like, and, and it's always been that way. But 2020, I think, has magnified it a little bit more. But you see guys just kind of disappearing into the wind oh, yeah. maybe just a little bit oh seen so many yeah i mean because flashing back and thinking about it you know we had i mean tournaments during 2020 2021 i mean you couldn't you couldn't get in i mean if you wasn't remember that tournament at chickamauga i mean you literally texted me and told me that the sign up was open for the bos i jump oh, online yeah. and the time that you signed up to text me and it sold out that's yeah, how fast yeah. the events were selling out. I'm pretty sure that was like eight minutes or something crazy. I had an alarm set, and you know, I told the dude I was working with that I was going to take a break for a minute while I did that, you know, and made sure that I got in. You know, if I hadn't done that, I would have. There's no way, you know. No, it was crazy. I mean, it was, that was crazy. Do you feel like? Do you feel like guys are disappearing, or maybe like? 
times have changed to the point where people are just maybe scaling back? I mean, what do you think it is? Is because I mean, the events aren't selling out like they did at that time. Yeah, the big ones aren't. It doesn't seem, but I don't. I don't see a change locally, really. You know, like maybe a little bit because different schedules and things. But I mean, it seemed. I mean, all that Tennessee Bass Nation stuff. It seemed like. I mean, there was a there was always good turnouts for that stuff, and then our kayaks some more. I mean we always had pretty decent turnouts for that. Um, mm-hmm. EKA seems to always have decent ones, you know, it just depends on weather sometimes, you know, like people wait till the last second. And if it's decent, you know, you see decent weather, at least sometimes, you know, you get five or six more people sign up. But well, I think it, I, we've had this discussion quite a bit. I mean, that is one weird thing about kayak fishing. It's like dudes will stay home if it's raining. Whereas, Dude, weird, you know, some yeah. of the, some of the other tournaments, like the big boat stuff, I mean, guys just go. I mean, you strap yeah. on the rain gear, throw on the hood and go. Now, we've been out in some, got caught up in some lightning that we're not <laughs> proud of, obviously. Um, yeah, and dude, together. that was, that was scary. I've ever been on the water. Yeah, and it come out of nowhere. I mean, but <laughs> yeah. I think with a kayak, it, it can be hard to get out of those situations. So maybe that's why guys stay at home, you think? Probably, you know, it is definitely sketchier when, I mean, and when me and you got caught, I'm pretty sure, I know for sure I was paddling, but I'm pretty sure you were too. So, no, I had the, uh, had the big rig that day and I was, I was paddling. Yeah. Cause I, I racked the stump real hard with the mm-hmm. uh, pedals with flex drive and yeah, that was a fun day. You think yeah, we was... were, we weren't even a half a mile from the ramp maybe when that lightning did kind of hit, but it still took a Yeah, minute. we were. We'd already started heading back. We could see the clouds, but then the lightning uh-huh. kind of caught up with us before. It was, before we it was got close. to that bend, you know. Yeah. And the ramp was right around that bend. I and remember we got swamped. Was, super sketchy, dude. That that bass boat was coming in at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Got on a shallow bar and it absolutely rolled the waves right over top of us. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. I was I was upset for a second. You had to call me down. Um, Crossan has iterated that he will call Kyle's wife again if he needs to. Oh, I would host that on live. I'm Dude. just going, just going to put that out there. If we got Kyle to go fishing with us one day, it'd be awesome. National, okay. Here's Jason. Here's our here's our good buddy Jason Cassidy. Travel yeah. costs for national trails versus ROI makes it tougher, uh, but local stuff like USA Bassin. Bass Nation are still strong. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely being able to travel with two other dudes to go down to that Tennessee stuff made it affordable. And then I cashed a few checks and honestly, like I came out ahead in those tournaments. You know, all said and done. I made yeah, a couple and, bucks. And you've you've been fortunate to work with kayaks and more this past season, but looking back 2021, when you really first started going, I mean, you had zero help, zero help, no sponsorship, no nothing. Um, How much would you say out of pocket that you, that you're putting out there to, to take off and travel to some of these more national events, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky. Dude, I don't even know. 
I'd try not to try not to place that one. Yeah, dude. What's a typical? Let's do this. What's a typical weekend look like if you're if you're traveling? Are you spending? No, I don't. Five hundred thousand? No, no, no. I don't go crazy. Like I said, if I was if I was by myself, it'd be a little bit more. But when you got two other people, you're splitting gas with. Sometimes it was thirty or forty bucks for gas, Mm -hmm. and then we'll split a hotel room. We would go hotel over Airbnb every time. It was just easier. There's yeah. another 30 or 40 bucks, you know? And then it was just if I had to buy some lures or whatever, you know, a $75 entry fee, it was cheap, dude. Under $200 for those Bass Nations, you know? All of them. Yeah. I, I'd hardly buy lures down whenever we were, like, actually down there. I bought a lot of stuff before I went, but. There's times where we go eat pretty good just because it was cheap. You know, three three dudes driving down in a truck, splitting all that. Like, dude, I don't. I mean, by myself, it it is it is a little bit more pricey, but just gas sucks by yourself. You know. Oh, a thousand percent. And then I mean, a hotel room for a night, even a cheap one, seventy or eighty bucks for the cheapest you can get, just about. You know, and. Split that mm-hmm. three ways. That's awesome. But that's probably not going to happen next year. It, you know, might be a lot of two-way splitting, but... Right. We might have yeah, lost a third. You've got uh, Tennessee Bass Nation. I mean, dude, you're going to be starting up really quick here. I mean, within yeah. within this next month. I mean, 2024 um, in Tennessee area, man, it... It starts now. I mean, yeah, you got to yeah, be like ready to two go. Two weeks or something. Three weeks. Yeah. Two, yeah, two and a half weeks. And then yeah, Cherokee and... in January. <clears throat> Man, yeah, they only they got forty seven tournaments on the schedule this year. Only forty seven. Only forty seven. That's yeah. And that's gonna be. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be huge, man. Um, how are you enjoying this downtime to just to kind of like clear your head and get ready to go? Or are you just like send it? I hate it. I want to go. You're ready I'd to go? Tournament tomorrow if I could. Just pick a spot. I'm ready. It's 28 degrees. Half, I, got half crap, I got half the crap rigged. Yeah, I understand that. Deal hollow, dude. It's, and it's, it's so wild that it comes up this fast. I mean, dude. We've literally in October just ended, and then yeah. what you had you had one more in November. Or were you you were I, off on November? I was off on November. I almost fished that turkey bowl, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. It didn't seem like it was a very good time. No, it didn't. Seemed, seemed a little miserable for some of those folks. So I'm glad I stayed home. Yeah, it, it man, it's it's wild that it comes this fast anymore. I mean, yeah, it's a it, year long. It, it's, yeah. There's no downtime. It's just year long. Yeah, I mean, three. You know, even here in Indiana, where we at, where we're at, you're gonna get some freeze. But yeah, dude. I mean, three hours south of you, it's we fished in. We had no coats on our first year. We went to Del Hollow. We was just right. out there in sweatshirts and pair of pants, and I mean, it was fine. Absolutely dude. fine all day. If it wasn't for the wind last year, I think it was like mid high fifties. It was just windy as crap. 
you know, which made mm -hmm. it chilly, but like, you know, that's middle of December, beginning of December. And, you know, looking at the weather, it looks like it's going to be about the same this year. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you jet down to do Chickamauga. Crazy. That jet down to Chickamauga, man. And it's like freaking yeah. 60 degrees year round, 50, 50 yeah. to 60 degree average all year down yeah, there. In that the water? How, how low does the water get? Temperature wise. The water gets. I don't know how 40? the temperature on the water gets. I know the water level gets low, and that moves yeah. the fish around quite a bit. But um, you know, a lot you of the same good stuff still 40s, there. I would think. Wouldn't think so. Fifties, forties, no. somewhere in there. Yeah, right. Depends on yeah. depends on those nights, and if you can eat those big cold bursts. Mm -hmm. But um, I fish some of yeah, these super small lakes in thirty some degree water and caught little fish, but still. Yeah. I mean, the bite. That's some cold crap. I'd rather not do yeah, that. Yeah, we've 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 fished some cold days here. I mean, we, we've always fished and caught fish in November at, at the local body of water, and you know it's always been a good time. And it's really impressive when you can head south and and yeah. get on some, and they're just like it's like being spring. Dude, it's two hours and twenty minutes to the ramp I go to at Dale Hollow. I can't wait. I want to go. I'll go this weekend. It's, what do you anticipate? What do you anticipate coming up at Del Hollow? Steve always puts on a great tournament. What do you always. think it's going to take to win down there? It's always in the nineties. It'd probably I low to mid nineties. Mm -hmm. I think. I don't know. It'd probably be smallmouth, but. I mean, largemouth are always players, so who knows? Mm -hmm. Oh, Riser's probably, Riser's probably got his pet fish biting, so he's, he's right. always one to look out for. That's his home it, turf. It's interesting, though. You get into some of these lakes, like, and Del Hollow is kind of one of them. Somebody can run away with it there very easily if they get on the right bites. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of lakes that we fish, and Kentucky Lake, including <clears throat> a lot of people crying, have been crying and whining, hey, man, there's not very many big fish. But the competitiveness of that body of water right now is exciting. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, I mean there's, still, there's still big fish out there. There's still big there's... fish out there, but it was, it, dude, that was an intense, intense event. I mean. Oh, man. It, there's hardly not, a day that goes by I don't think about it. Yeah, not only for you guys, I mean, but for like <laughs> Jason judging fish and then me having to check his work and mm -hmm. and Rudy out there, he was judging fish too. I mean, it was it was everybody had a shot, really. I mean, at the end of the day, the top ten going yeah. into day two had a shot. Yeah, those are yeah. way more exciting than just some runaway stuff, you know. Dude's got a eight inch lead going into the second day or something that's dialed. Mm -hmm. You know, we always talk about the pro fishing too, and you look at stuff like the Sabine River. I mean, it's not big fish, but when you look at it from a viewership standpoint, it's stupid competitive. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to fish that. Not except for the gators. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, dude. Yeah. I, I haven't them. really thought much about that. But watch some dude get eat on that geo fishing in a kayak 
the other day. No. And it kind of turned me off. Now he was in like Africa somewhere in the Congo, okay. but nevertheless. <laughs> Probably a pretty small kayak too. Yeah, it was uh it was a it was a paddling touring boat and I just did just didn't look as pleasant to me as no. yeah, just got me thinking. No, Jesse, there other these guys are always giving me a hard time about the gators. <laughs> yeah, I, got I mean, me with the gators. Gators ain't no the, big deal. When the gators start coming in. I in don't like, care. Like Florida, I guess that's probably like. The, I think you can get into. I think Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, like you can get down. Yeah, oh. you can get down south. You can get into some gators. I don't <laughs> know. I don't want to yeah. know. Me neither. <laughs> I would like to. Cassidy Florida, says though. you that's, follow. That's, Rudy says yeah. Gators don't mess around. See, Rudy's from up north too. He's like I, he's anti-Gator. I feel you, Rudy. I'm pretty. I mean, Gators. I've never seen one. It'd be cool to kind of see, but I don't want to be seen up see close one. and personal. No, no, not up close. Not like that. I want a fence no. between me and said Gator. No, no, I don't want one to come up and eat my top water or something. Have to figure so out is what that, to do. So does that rule out ever taking on one of the nation events down in Florida? You'd just be like, eh, Dude, just wait till they get a little further north. I would love to, man. I want to go down to Florida and fish so bad. It's just, I mean, that's that's a haul. I wish it, is. it was easier to drive 12 hours and practice for a couple of days and fish for a couple of days and then chill and drive back 12 more hours and go to work. But it's tough. It, it's tough yeah, dude, I, I think – that that's something too for you. I think that a lot of people that have got to follow you this year, and and I know because just because we're friends, um, you don't get a lot of practice time when you go to these events. No, no. That, I mean, luckily I had two other dudes with me to help break down <clears throat> some of the areas that we tried out. That helped out a lot, but we all. I mean, we fish so much similar, like we were just able to obviously cover more water and talk about what was going on. That helped out a lot, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to have a couple days and I mean, be able to hit five or six ramps or something. And I don't know. I kind of did learn to practice this year, you know, got way better at mm -hmm. it for sure. I was better at not catching fish. There's, there's times in practice where I would catch fish because I hadn't really caught too many fish on that body of water. So I was just like, well, I'm catch them because I can not worried about right. tomorrow. They may not bite tomorrow, but they definitely weren't going to bite tomorrow. If I was catching them right then. So. Well, that's, I mean, that's something, man, we see, they, I would like to say we that's, just see it here in Indiana, but man, it's freaking everywhere. <laughs> no, I think it's the Please. worst thing in kayak fishing, probably for a lot of yeah. the tournament fishing, at least like too many, sore mouth fish you know like you probably yeah. do a lot better if you just kind of looked around with your eyeballs instead of making a cast you know yeah 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 look at the graph look at you look with your eyes yeah. see what you see you yeah. know cut them Make hooks a off have a set of baits yeah cut them hooks off but see what the i mean i've definitely i've definitely caught a fish or two you know to see how they were biting to see what kind of size they were of course and I cut my yeah. or I cut the barb and the hook off at Kentucky Lake when I was practicing. I still caught two fish. Mm -hmm. They just 
They were just choking it. Yeah. So, I've I'm never done I that mean, until this year. You know, I never cut the hook off. That's crazy talk. Right. But there's, a, there's a lot of these guys. But, you know, you go down, say say you go somewhere and you spend upwards of a thousand bucks to get there to one of these mm-hmm. events and, and some of the different cash flow that goes into it. Man, cut the hook. I mean, I get why people yeah. want to catch the fish. Yeah. Back of you your gotta, mind, you never you know it could be a 10 pounder, but it's probably not. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. Unless probably you're in not. Florida or t- Texas. Yeah, it'd be hard not to set the hook on some of those fish. I mean, I'm guilty. I've caught a, I've caught a daggone near seven pounder in practice before, and yeah. you know, it's just part of it. It just happens. Yep, yep. I gotta quit letting people in on my spots too. I've done that two or three times this year, and it kind of screwed me a couple of times too. It's so, too nice, it's man. Cool. Too nice. I just want to. I want my buddies to do well and. When there's three of us down there, you know, I'll, I'll try to find a way to get them on some fish if they're not. And if it means letting them in my spot, I definitely did. But I got to I gotta be better about that this year because I think it hurt me a couple of times this year. Well, and, and I think you've seen, like, when you get into the two days and the different things like that, man, you really got to uh... – Oh. You know, down at Kentucky Lake, I think you knew what you had. And if you would have, like, took your foot off the gas and let up on those fish and just kind of sit there for a little bit, I mean, you had what you had. You you might upgrade a quarter. You might upgrade a half on the first day. Right. You might get an inch. But uh-huh. at the end of the day, the size ratio was, was pretty much the same two days straight. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you know that you – you've kind of learned that you're going to have to save those fish and move on to keep them, keep them happy for the next day. Yep. Yep. And I've had, I've only fished a handful of two day tournaments. So that that's the only two day tournament I've ever done well at, you know, the first I fished that, uh, the Bass Nation championship, you know, on Gunnersville. First day I had 90, some inches i forget and i think i was in fifth or sixth place you know after the first day but i burned that spot up i let my buddy in to catch some fish because there was a ton of 14 and 15 inch fish but there was a few 20 plus and he caught a 21 and a half inch i think and that was bigger than any fish i caught in two days in uh-huh. that spot and i let him in for a couple hours you know right and watching it kind of you know it was awesome that he caught that fish but I mean, it hurt too because it was my spot, you know, like. Right, right. You know. Now, behind you, I'm, I got to go here because this is a podcast and keep in mind I am your friend. I'm not I'm not poking the bear here. I'll poke but it. behind you, you've got a lot of second places. Oh, my God, dude. All of them. All of them second places. Tennessee Bass Nation for for the folks <laughs> yeah. that don't know, um, you come up. I mean, you're leading. You're leading the daggum points. If if it was yeah. tournament for tournament, um, all the events you led the points because you fished oh, yeah. all the events. You had it um, in the bag, but due to the rules, certain tournaments for certain guys fell off. You ended up losing AOI 
to that technical. I'm going to call it technicality. I don't yeah, really. Much. To me, I don't like <laughs> when tournaments fall off. I think it ought to be, you know, show up every every tournament counts for the guys that like actually showed up and fished every tournament. Yeah. That's my yeah. personal opinion. That's the way I like to see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then Kentucky Lake, I you know, being there and seeing your face transform when you knew <laughs> you had got second place. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just like it come over you, it hit hard, and I've never seen your fi- – I mean, I've seen you throw some fits out on the water. Don't get me wrong. I've seen you break yeah. stuff. But to see your to see your face transform in that manner was <laughs> – it was just a moment. It's it, if things stand out at a tournament, that was it for me being on the sidelines. Uh-huh. It was that it was that change in facial expression and that heartache. Yeah. What's it gonna feel? What's it gonna mean when it does happen? I mean, you worked oh, hard. Man. Oh, dude, I don't know what. I'll probably cry. Yeah. I lost you know, your sound. There you go. You're, hmm. yeah, right. I got you now. Uh, uh, I'll probably, I'll probably shed a tear, dude. Who knows? If it's something big, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely do. Like, uh, I, the only reason that hit so hard at Kentucky Lake was because I lost two big fish in the morning that I seen. They jumped. You know, I got to, I got to look at them, and they, mm-hmm. I know for sure either one of those fish would have won the tournament, but after talking to people, there was three or four people that had the same story, you know, and all it took mm-hmm. was a, a fish flopping off of Chris's board that he was measuring. Yeah. He already caught it. He landed it. You know, he did all he really needed to do, except that last tiny picture, you know, he had mm-hmm. the, that was the win. So he, you know, feel worse for him, you know, all said and done, like, I could be selfish and feel bad for me, but man, he, he had the big limit on the first day and he would have had another big limit on the second day. If he would have just had that picture, he caught the fish. Mm-hmm. I didn't even catch the fish. Yeah. So he deserved it more than me. And then I can't remember the dude's name who won. I'm bad with names, but he deserved it. Of course, you know, he, he won the freaking thing. <laughs> so I, do you I, feel? I do you feel like you it's know. a it's a matter of it just hasn't been your time yet? I guess you know. I think I I, I haven't been fishing that long. I got to think about that too. I haven't I haven't been doing it very long, so I've yeah. There's plenty of time. There's dudes that have been doing it for twice as long or three times as long that are in the same boat, you know. So I got oh, I yeah. got time. Yeah, you definitely got time, and I think could, this year could be the year. Yeah, I'm consistent. I'm happy. I, I'd rather have a lot of seconds and fourths and fifths and top tens than a second place here and a 74th there and a 15th here and a 57th there. You know, I'm happy being close, you know. Just yeah, and, and all, all it takes sometimes is that one kicker fish. And that's not knock on wood. That's something that you haven't faced yet is 
the bad year, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I've had you, you yeah. have Yeah. That first year you, fishing in Kentucky wasn't very good, but I still made the championship and stuff. Barely right. I think I was seventh in like AOI or something, you know, something like that. Still, that's not bad. Still. If you if you round out in your seventh in AOI, you're still top ten. Yeah. So I would I would call that you know a top ten heading into AOI points. You're still there. You're still knocking on the door. You're still there's still a chance. I still think at the end of the day, and again, knock on wood that you know you haven't you you have avoided thus far with your ability to adapt quickly that uh, that bad season. Yeah, I mean, as long as we don't have a bunch of tournaments on Lake Cumberland, I'll probably be fine. There's gonna be a few this year, from what I hear. I know. I'm just, I'm just playing, but I, for whatever reason, I've had. Is this one. something you think about, though? Yeah, I mean, it's always in the back of your head. Like, I've, I think, I mean, this year, the first four or five tournaments, I did pretty crappy, mm-hmm. and I remember like, you know, my friends kind of jokingly talking trash, you know. But once that water started warming up. Just, just start happening. I just, I don't know that transition, man. I'm, I got to figure that out. That winter to spring kind yeah. of deal. And that's that's one I think we both always struggled with the most. It's kind of there's kind of like two areas I think that we would both agree that is like a hardcore survival um, mm-hmm. tournament, and that's kind of like. End of September, first week of October, till things oh, like yeah. kind of start to change in October, and then like that early, early spring to winter, winter to spring mm. transition totally. is kind of one of those areas where, yeah, we've had we've had some demons for yeah, sure. I'm, I'm heading to the bank way too quick, and then, I don't know. I might have a little bit more confidence looking at my graph now. You know, yeah. Just, I don't know, know what I know. You feel like you're getting an idea of, <clears throat> like, finally starting to figure out transition and movement as far as where these fish are coming from, where they're going? Uh, a little bit, you know. I think they're always going to be in areas, you know. So, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I think I just rely on that a little more. You know, just still going shallow pretty deep into the summer, you know. And then that, you know, once it gets real hot, that's when I actually start moving out. But, I mean, like I said, 10 or 12 foot is deep to me. So, when you're catching, it's not that bad, you know. It's not that deep, but they'll still school up in those, that depth, you know. So, I have a lot more confidence in that area now, you know. And then everything before was like five feet or less. Mm-hmm. Right on. So, forty-seven events, twenty twenty-four. Rattle off where you head. In twenty twenty-four, where am I heading? You say? Yeah, where are you heading? Let's see here. Let's get out the, get out the list. Get out the list, folks. Uh, no, I'm I'm going to do a bunch of Dale Hollow. There's like four Dale Hollow tournaments, I'm pretty sure. There's it's 10 different. tournaments at Dale Hollow in 2024, for sure. Dang. So I'm definitely doing like 
four or five, probably. So yeah. there's a bunch of that. Um, I'm gonna try to do that Cherokee in January, mm-hmm. Watts Bar in February, you know, Chickamauga in March, you know, Dale Hollow. You got Cedar Creek in March, it looks like. Cumberland in April, which that'd probably be all right. I can deal with Cumberland in April instead of like. Yeah, that's feel like April I, and Cumberland ought to be pretty fire. I fished Cumberland one time when the water was like 16 <laughs> feet high. I was fishing right next to a, a deer stand that I could have mm-hmm. like walked out of my boat and sat in the, the tree stand. It was that high nice. fishing that, that crab. It sucked, dude. That's one of the only tournaments I ever left at like noon. I went home. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I also broke some rods and stuff uh, last time I was at Cumberland, but we'll just breeze past that. I'm going to try to that uh, Bassmaster at Gunnersville just because I like Gunnersville a lot. But mm-hmm. if that doesn't happen, there's a there's a kayak some more tournament that, that same weekend. So I'll just right. do that. So right. it looks like whole lot of Tennessee again because that is the mecca to me that's mm-hmm. where I, I dude if i can live down there one day i'm going to so that'll be the goal i'm just keep trying to like find some rich lady to take me in <laughs> yeah i will you've got them good looking thighs after pedaling all year for your first well, year once i start wearing shorts <clears throat> look at yeah i got, got the calf muscles are built up quads are flared out i'm always wearing pants dude i gotta start wearing some shorts get some color on my legs (laughs) yeah 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 got you once they burn the first time you're good man oh dude i'm so white you just just gotta get past the first burn bro (laughs) you'll be fine you'll be fine Where where are you gonna go this year where am i gonna go yeah that's that's uh that's a very interesting question that I can't yeah. answer just yet. I want to go. It's uh things are turning a little bit different for me in 2024. I got uh, I got some new projects that I'm going to be working on that I'm super fired up about. Um in Indiana we actually Josh's uh Smoky Biscuits and oh, yeah. I actually com- combined our trail um for the for the USA Bassin deal. Um, to kind of help limit it to do some of the projects that I've got to uh, to take care of, and I'm excited. I've been kind of kind of rolling over a lot of things in my mind the last month, and I'm interested to see where it goes. It, it's I'm hoping it ends up being like the East Fifty Tour. Oh, uh, infamous, infamous just, East Fifty man. Tour. I'm I'm. I'm kind of looking at it like it could be that again, something to that nature of just like trying to hit something different more Mm -hmm. continuously um, for what we're going to be doing, but we'll see. We'll see. It's all got to, got to recharge the batteries and get ready to go that way. But, you know, we'll definitely have the, uh, the whole uh, USA bass and stuff up here in Indiana. Um, my hope is to get down to uh, Kentucky and fish a little bit with kayaks and more crew this year. Yes. Um, yeah, I know we've got some got some tournaments that don't collide for the first time, so that'll be fun. I'll actually get to be able to uh, 
to move around a little bit more now that we're consolidated down to one. So hopefully yeah. be down there, be down in Tennessee a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that's my goal. Have you ever fished uh, Nolan? I didn't. I didn't make it to Nolan. That's one of the ones that I wanted to come to. Dude, that's a that's an awesome lake. You got you would like it. I think a lot. Just knowing Probably. how you fish and stuff. I think. I think I like, you'd like Green it. River too, though. I would yeah. like to do Green River in April again. Yeah, there's definitely. Let's see, when are we going to Green River? Doesn't look like we're going till the summertime. I don't know. This is an old. This is an old list. It looks like Green River made, was an awesome, I, awesome dude, place. It, it's I like place. it, but it's it's a tough fishery, man. I think the last two, last two tournaments I fished there. I don't think I had a limit, and I still cashed a check. And this last one, I may have had a limit, but I know, I know, two years ago, I only had three or four fish, and I, I came in fourth place. I think it's one of those it's places a, that got popular fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it sure, was doing you know, a, the COVID years, probably COVID years. It was a, on the place. No, I think so. I think it was a hot happening lake, and then yeah, that pressure yeah. crept up on it. Because that my, first time my, we went was yeah. epic. Dude, that place is awesome. But my PB is from that lake. You yeah. know, but well, a... I had two fours and one cove back to back cast that one night. Forgot about that. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the lipless, a gold one, black back. Gold, gold, black back, lipless, ripping and burning. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. a cool day. That was a cool day. And then I think, was it Matt Cunningham caught another big one, one of our other Jackson guys? That was a good weekend until it started raining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you uh, left your tent in the trash can there. Yeah, I got mad at my tent <laughs> put in the trash can said I wasn't ever camping again. And for the record, I still haven't camped since. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen you in a tent. No, no. I'm, I'll, be at the, I'll be at the Holiday Inn. Yeah, or, yeah that one. That cabinet Patoka. Yeah, that was the best one. Yeah. Cabinet Patoka. <laughs> where smoke yeah. where the name Smoky Biscuits came from. Yeah. That was a pretty fireplace. Uh the cabin at Kentucky Lake actually wasn't bad at all. Um no, that the cabinet, was real nice. The cabinet at Del Hollow was good. The one we stayed at down there. Yeah. Um, it was a little it wasn't a little the turkey, biggest cabin. Yeah. It was all right. It wasn't the biggest. It was all right. The Coke kind of sucked. I, I I couldn't COVID did kind of suck, but <laughs> you know, I caught two. I caught two four pound smallmouth out you of there. Caught I, nice I'm ones. sorry, I, I did catch nice ones out of there. It's all right. I struggled out the first second day, then my clothes ended up getting wet because my NRS clothes were leaking all over me. So I went back to the cabin because I was mad about that. Dude, that was a <clears> test. <throat> that was a super test for my rain gear. Yeah, that it was worked. uh that was a, that was a, I was mad after that one. It was cold, but dude. It was a cold rain, brand new NRS gear, and it was leaking. And I was, yeah. I have, I don't wear anything NRS now. Dude, I, <laughs> I kept it all. the whole time and didn't, I didn't catch a fish. I, right. I, I, I fished the whole time. That was my first Tennessee yeah. Bass Nation experience. Big, it was a good zero. It, it ended up, I mean, some people caught him, some people didn't on that one. That's kind of how it is. If you if you catch a limit in December, 
you're probably getting in that top ten. Yeah, that's fair. That's how that's yeah. how it's been the last few years there. You know, so. But uh, no, we'll uh, we'll have to do this again. But uh, dude, we've made it an hour. I know we've got like we've got stories to tell that like I don't even think they're fit for the podcast. There should be like an alternate podcast where we like actually can. Yeah, dude. Just... Oh, Ryan, OnlyFans. Yeah, like an OnlyFans <laughs> version because it's dynamite <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, dude. I'll take my shirt off for it. Take shirt off for it. That might have happened at a wedding. I don't know. I oh, man, that was crazy. I, I don't yeah. remember. Did it, did it really happen if I don't remember? There's pictures. No, I don't have a picture of it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a picture anymore. Um, but yeah, dude. So, like, as we sign off, I'm going to let you, like, tell people where to, like, follow you on the socials. And give a shout out to the to the good people that have helped you out um, throughout and uh, got you going. Cassidy says it definitely happened about your shirt, by the way. <laughs> oh, man, I don't remember it, but I I kind of remember it. Anyway, definitely kayaks and more out of Bee Spring, Kentucky, right on Nolan Lake, the most beautiful, well, one of the most beautiful lakes in Kentucky. It's definitely one of my favorite lakes to fish. We're five minutes from one of the best ramps to fish. So, uh, Kim and Tony are awesome. If you want a kayak or any kind of accessory, whatever, they're going to treat you like gold. They're, mm-hmm. they're awesome. They've treated me like gold, and I don't know if I deserve it, but they're beautiful people. I love representing them. I'll, I'm happy to, I'm happy that to be part of their little family over there. And, uh, yeah, you can follow them at Kayaks and More on Facebook. I think they have a Kayaks and More tournament trail on Instagram and their mm-hmm. regular Kayaks and More page on Instagram. So, yeah. Check out all their sweet deals when they when they give them out and they got they're going to get there you know. I don't know. <laughs> I am on Instagram at uh, Dad's Bassin and Facebook's just my name, Marcus with an A. Grubs, two B's and an S. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, thanks, Chad, for getting me on here. Thanks for everything. Sorry no, for you and your endeavors. And if you need somebody to help out and be a part of things, I'm down anytime. I'm very positive that you will be probably summoned for my uh, my <laughs> endeavor at some point because um, we keep it classy, as people That's will right. have probably figured out when we're on the road. We're the classiest bunch of dudes that you ever could drink a beer or 20 with or yeah. shots. I got I got lucky. Or listen, I got, listen to karaoke. I got, taught, <laughs> I got taught at a young age how to travel and be cool. Yes. We, so. we we travel we travel fun that's for sure yeah. um but yeah so thank you to uh to our sponsors orion uh jackson kayak we wouldn't be here doing the show without jackson kayak orion coolers obviously cast king um they have been a great sponsorship this year i'm super stoked on them zebra lithium uh keeps zach and i powered out on the water um 
keeps our camera gear powered on the water. It's, you know, without zebra lithium this past year, it would have, it would have majorly sucked. So super stoked um, for the folks at zebra lithium and we're happy to welcome um, evolve fishing. Um, we've got a discount code coming for those guys. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We'll have it up on the next episode, but um, yeah, thanks for watching. We will see you on Thursday for a brand new episode of Jackson Kayak Doc Talk. We've got a new, a well-rounded, uh, established group of uh, individuals come on, shoot the breeze with. We're going to talk a little bit of fishing and uh, have a good time with it. So good night, everybody.